Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Talking Booze podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my two co-hosts on this podcast, Peter and Alex. Very exciting um, time here. Kind of a boring game. I mean, i got to be honest. Both teams knew their fate before this one. And I think Chelsea, came. they came into this uh, UEFA Champions League group stage knowing, us knowing, them knowing that they had a pretty good shot, pretty easy shot of winning this table and moving on to the top 16 and they did that and they won the table they did everything they needed to do and they even did it before the final game it didn't come down to you know match day six and um we have manchester united uh falling to to leipzig i think they played right and that was a final of three two they are out you know what would be kind of interesting if leipzig played chelsea um, you know, that could be something with Werner and I don't know, like, like a little storyline there. Um, that, that was something I was thinking about. They really dominated them a three nil, uh, almost win. And then they came and scored two goals. So it was actually really close to the end. Uh, and it was a three, two final, but yeah, Manchester United, they're going to have fun wherever they go. I think it's, they're going to the Europa league. So, um, you know, they'll have fun there, but anyway, Arsenal's already sticking there. So it's all good. We don't need to worry about them or anything. 1-1 final, uh, Jorginho scored his penalty, hop, skip, and a jump in the 28th minute, and then uh, Kepa gave up a goal, which everyone really thought. We thought it was going to be a little bit high scoring. I did not expect Kepa to give up a goal. was not his fault. Um, yeah, so that, that's really it for the game. <laughs> I mean, I'll get into the stats in a little bit, but what did you guys think? I mean, overall, pretty much overall, it was just like it wasn't a fun game. There wasn't really much interesting stuff going on. Score, uh, obviously, we got the penalty. We didn't, we we, uh, we had a few chances to score other goals, so we probably should have scored some. Uh, Krasnador, they maybe had one shot on Kepa that he needed to save. They didn't really have anything going forward. It was more of just a game of like playing in the midfield and then playing it out wide and then trying to get it in and then not getting it in and then going up and down, nothing really happening. But I mean, I, I don't I don't like saying this because our B team is, should still be very good, but I mean, considering it is our B team, we played really well. And 
specifically Billy Gilmore and Tino Andrian. They played extremely well for obviously Billy Gilmore coming back from the devastating knee injury, coming back in, getting man of the match uh, by Chelsea, uh, by the Chelsea fans. And I mean, Tino Andrian is, uh, I'm not sure if it's first, it's definitely his first Champions League start. I'm not sure if it's first Chelsea senior start, but if it is, even better. But I mean, he didn't. He looked better than most people, uh, most other players out there. And I mean, it's just good to see that how we can have so much faith in our youngsters, and we have a bright future ahead of us. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it was impressive from Timo, uh, Tino Andrin and uh, Billy Gilmore. I, I really enjoyed seeing them play. It was good to see Frank Lampard mixing it up in a game that that didn't matter at all. Um, and yeah, I, I thought the performance was decent. We didn't get the win, but who really cares? Keppa didn't concede a goal. That was his fault. So that's good for him. And, you know, hopefully things work out for him in the future. I don't see him starting anytime soon. Um, and, and defensively, we played okay. And they kind of hurt him on the counter uh, a few times as well. Um, they hurt us on the counter, excuse me. Um, and, you know, that that's kind of it. Not really much there. Um, Josh, do you have anything else? No, not that I can think of. Besides, I mean, we'll go into the stats uh, right now. Uh, Chelsea controlled possession in this game. First time, I think, in two or three games now that uh, they weren't really controlling possession, I think, against Sevilla and against Tottenham. So, oh, no, they did against Tottenham, um, but they didn't this past weekend, who I can't even think of the team that we played this past weekend, Leeds. Yeah, Leeds controlled possession in the in, in that game. So, um, but yeah, so stats, right? 64% to 36% Chelsea. Uh, shots were 18 to 7. Shots on target were 5 to 2. Fouls were 19 to 10. Chelsea, no red cards in this game. 1 to uh, nothing in yellow cards. That yellow card was against uh, Asby. Offsides, 1 1. Corner kick, 6 2. Chelsea, 4 uh, saves, 4 to 1. Prasador. Um, and I, I think that's everything we have. Uh, Jorginho getting the penalty goal. Um, like I said already, Cheo Kovacic and N'Golo Kante made a sub at the 74th minute. Uh, Enherin and uh, Olivier Giroud made a sub at the 80th minute. And then Kai Havertz and Timo Werner at the 74th minute. I didn't get the minutes correct, but whatever. Um, and something new that we'll add here to the Talking Blues podcast are these game recaps that we're going to keep doing for a little bit. Um you know, wanted to wanted to spice it up a little bit. We're going to have our own man of the match. This could match who Chelsea has or might not, whatever, but we wanted to add something here. So I'll start out with Alex. Who did you have as your man of the match in this Chelsea game? I'm going to go with Tino Andrin. I, I, I've seen a, a bit from Billy Gilmore, and I believe as Peter mentioned earlier, um, it was his first senior start for Chelsea in the Champions League, so it was pretty uh, exciting for him. And you know, I, I think he played well. Billy Go- Billy Gilmore, we already know how good he is. We haven't really seen the same from Andrian. And I thought he played really well. Um, and I was actually surprised he came off at the end. I'm not sure if he was tired or whatever, because I thought he was um, one of the bright spots of the game. And I really enjoyed watching him play. I think he has a bright future, only 19 years old. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what he does in the future. Uh, for me, uh, I would agree with the Chelsea fans who voted for Billy Gilmore's man of the match, but I also want to kind of change it up. So I'm going to go with Gino Andrian. I think, I think he's, he played extremely well. And I think it's even more impressive. Like I mentioned earlier that it's his first champions league start. And I mean, he just seemed really creative. He, he seemed, he seemed like 
he he was very confident on the ball. He knew what he was going to do. He and then most of all, he had a really good work rate because obviously Emerson's a more a more attacking left back, and he doesn't really drop off enough. And I saw him a lot of times going back and filling in for him when he was when Emerson was out of position. So it's good to see that he understands the game like that and understands uh, and it, it is has a work weight well enough to work back and uh, defend if we need someone to cover there. So I think he's the man of the match. Played extremely well. Looked promising. Hopefully, uh, well, I mean, obviously, hopefully not. There's no more injuries, but. Uh, hopefully get some more play time on the senior side of this team even though if even though even with even when we get players back hopefully he can get some game time in because he looks really good so i actually had jorginho as my man of the match uh he scored obviously the penalty with the hop skip and the jump and he missed i think his last one and that's when it went to team awareness i think that was actually when we played krasadar the last time uh, it wasn't the finest uh you know the finest display from him in the first half you know, he couldn't, he couldn't really keep up with the ball, but he's also slow anyway. I mean, we're, you know, <laughs> we got to be honest here. But he actually did pretty well in this game. You know, he controlled the field. He controlled what he needed to do in the midfield and played pretty well when they had to go up. And he, and he played pretty well when Chelsea had to go back. Because um, it, was, it was basically, I would, I would say, an even game, like, attacking-wise, even though Chelsea really controlled most of it. So, actually, I think when, when they came um, on the attack, then there was something, um, something there that Chelsea had, and I think that, um, I think that uh, it, it was a good game from Jorginho. All right, so now moving on to Everton at the weekend. That game will be at three p.m. Uh, U.S. time or East Coast time in the U.S. and eight o'clock U.K. time for people watching or going to the game over there. Um, fans will be in the stands. This was the second consecutive game that there was fans at Sanford Bridge um, in the game against Krasnodar. So that'll be exciting. I'm not sure. I believe we're away at Everton, so I'm not sure what the fan situation is there. Um, But going to the Premier League table before we get into our lineups, Chelsea currently sit third with 22 points, a goal differential of 14. Um, And in first, uh, joint top is Tottenham and Liverpool, both with 24 points, uh, respectively. Behind us in fourth place is Leicester with 21 points. And just for the laughs, Arsenal is in 15th place with only 13 points. Um, starting off now, uh, I believe we're all going to be going with a 4-3-3, and Edward Mendy will be in goal because Kepa's not that good. Um, Josh, you want to go with your defense? Yeah, well, one more th- um, one more thing beforehand. Um, something we didn't mention earlier, and I didn't know if we were going to get to when we got to the right wings. We have gotten news that um, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Hakeem Ziyech will be out for about two weeks. Alex, you did um, call it or mention it or whatever, um, last time we recorded when talking about Akeem Ziyech, now we have the timeline for CHO. So now we know that um, both of them are going to be without a true right winger, uh, really, for the next two weeks. Um, so, you know, we'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. We'll see how we do with the formations. Maybe we will, we will um, keep calling up some players from the uh, uh, other, other Chelsea teams to hopefully fill the spot as a substitute, maybe. Um, you might see Andrew stay up to be honest, um, for, for the, for the injuries and, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so my defenders, I will go left back and right back, uh, at left back. I think it's the same thing. Ben Chilwell and Reese James, and we'll, we'll just knock them all out right now. Uh, Tiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, everyone got a rest here, um, in this game against Krasnodar on yesterday, Tuesday. 
So I think they all come back and they play this weekend. Yeah, I think it's what Frank has done the entire season. I think it, Reese James and Chua are becoming uh, similar to like uh, Diego Silva, Kurt Zuma, and Edward Mendy, where they're gonna. It's gonna be every, pretty much every Premier League game. Besides when they need rest, they're gonna be starting. So my back line, Mendy and Go, uh, James is the right back, Chua the left back, and Zuma and Silva as the two center backs. Yeah, I have the same back four as you guys. It's going to be interesting to see what Frank does for that Tuesday game against Wolves. Obviously, two Premier League games in only a matter of a couple days. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see if Silva gets a rest, Zuma gets a rest, anybody gets a rest. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting because we know Frank doesn't like playing people midweek and on the weekend. I'm in the Premier League, usually with Champions League, but now that that's over, there's double Premier League games. Um, But yeah, I have the same back four. Going into midfield, I have N'Golo Kante. Um, I think Kovacic came off because I think he will be the odd man out for a person who played and started on uh, Tuesday and will be playing on Saturday. And I believe he will start there in that box-to-box midfield role. And Mason Mount will be in that attacking midfield uh, role where I think he plays best, and that's the three that I'm going with. Uh, In my midfield, I think it's going to be Kante, and Havertz as the two, uh, or Conte as the holding midfielder, and then Mason Mount and Kai Havertz as the two more attacking midfielders. Yep, same thing. Mason Mount, uh, Kai Havertz at the attacking, and then N'Golo Conte um, at the back. I'll go into my three attackers. Timo Werner I'm going to have on the right side uh, at the right wing position. Olivier Giroud, I think he starts once again at the striker position. I think we saw from yesterday, nothing crazy uh, from Tammy, and I think that means that we're probably going to just Keep it going with Olivier Giroud. He got the rest. Uh, came on a little bit later, I think, for Andrin. But, um, yeah, that's who I'm going with at the striker position. And then left wing, hopefully Christian Ballistic makes another start for Chelsea. Um, so that is exciting to me, Captain America. Yeah, I have the same front three as you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Werner's on the right or the left-hand side. I thought in the end of the game against Leeds where he did shift over to that right-hand side, he looked pretty dangerous. So I think he's going to end up over there and have Pulisic on his natural left side or on the left wing, which is his natural position. And yeah, Giroud up top. Abraham hasn't proven anything that makes him uh, a more viable option than Giroud. So I'm going to go with the exact same lineup as Josh, I guess, besides uh, Kovacic in the midfield. Well, I actually have the exact same lineup as Josh with Everything being the same. Uh, my front three, Werner, Giroud, Pulisic. Werner on the right, Pulisic on the left. Though Frank Frank might want to switch them. It, it really it really depends on what he feels because he might want to take off Pulisic earlier. And so he might leave him on the left so then someone like Timo and, uh, Tino Andrin can sub in for him. Or maybe he wants to play Werner on the left and then play have Pulisic play the whole game and then Werner go into... There's a lot of options, but I think Werner will probably on the right, be on the right. Ballistic will probably be on the left, but it might change depending on what his plans are for substitution during the game. All right, so we'll go on to score prediction. I am going with another clean sheet. I don't know why I love these so much, but for, for Edouard Mendy to get another one would just be beautiful. I'm going to have 2-0 win Chelsea. I think I had that against Krasnodar. Did not happen. Uh, and Chelsea conceded a goal. So maybe it's bad luck for me to keep on talking about these clean sheets, but I'm doing it anyway, 2-0-1. Yeah, I'm always the opposite. I never say a clean sheet, so I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. I think it'll be 
not a close game. I think will be 2-0 uh, for most of the game, and then I think they will score a late goal. I don't know. I always like predicting the exact things. That way I can come on the next episode and brag about it, but I never get it right, so, uh, you know, I don't get to do that, sadly. I think... I'm usually, I usually switch between giving up a goal and not giving up a goal, but I think I think uh, Everton's attack, who actually haven't been doing that well as of late, I think they'll get a goal just because they have so many talents going forward. So I think it'll be a 3-1 win for Chelsea. All right, so that's going to really do it for episode number 23. Go follow us on Twitter at TalkingBluesPod. Also, while you're on Twitter, go follow the Giant Take Pod, which is a podcast that Alex and I do covering the New York Giants. Uh, If you want to check that out, go do so. Um, Go on Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription, or wherever you're listening, subscribe to the Talking Blues Podcast, and give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps us out, uh, really helps us grow, and go on the charts of Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Um, just keep listening, share with uh, one friend, share with friends and family, tar- share on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Talking Blues Pod on Twitter if you're going to do so. Like I, like I keep on saying every every week, uh, at least one episode a week, hopefully more like two for the recaps and previews. Um, we're looking at a pretty stacked schedule right now for Chelsea. They're going to have uh, kind of like a week off after the Wolves game on, t- on Tuesday, um, and then they're going to have West Ham on Monday. And then what we're planning on doing is between the week of the Chelsea-Man City game and going back to the FA Cup uh, in the beginning of January in the new year of 2021, um, we're going to have a mid-season, basically kind of, not really, I guess it's past the mid-season point, but whatever, um, kind of player ratings on Chelsea, what we like, what we don't like about the players and what we've seen so far. Um, so be, be looking forward, look forward to that. I'm getting my words messed up here. I think it's time to wrap up episode 23 of the Talking Blues podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.